Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, Duke falls victim to Virginia. We may have already covered this during the last episode, but like, I mean, you can never cover a Duke loss enough. And number one team in ACC might actually surprise you. Uh, Texas gets a close win over Kansas, and Purdue beats Illinois before falling victim to Michigan. Let's get into it. All right, Biggs, we're, we decided that last week, the trending up, down, and stick a fork in them, where we just fork around, was so popular. We're going to start off our show with that. So, who you got? Oh, I have an exhaustive list. I mean, it's hard not to start with. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a, uh, a trending up, um, a little bit out of, out of, out of left field. A team that pulled off perhaps maybe the biggest upset of the week. Ooh, uh, I think Southern, I Southern Methodist oh. University, SMU. That's not where I thought you were going with it. They knocked out Houston on Thursday, handing Houston what feels like their first loss of the season. Uh, Houston uh, had been rolling ever since their injuries. Um, now, do we do we start to finally doubt Houston because they've taken a couple losses in a row? Did SMU break Houston? These are all questions that we can ask. Yes. Um, they were down – Big in the first half. SMU was down by 15, 16 points in the first half. They were down, I think, 11 at halftime, and they came back to win. And it's a team that I think if the American is going to get multiple teams in the tournament, I think SMU is probably its best shot at another at-large bid. Kendrick Davis is one of the best point guards in the country. He's averaging like 20 points and 7 assists. He's awesome. Emmanuel Bandumel is a is a really solid uh, kind of swing man who can who can shoot a little bit, defends pretty well, and, and they've got and they've got uh, the Weathers brothers who are are both transfers in who who give them solid production. But it's a flawed team. Early in the season, they they started out they had some opportunities for us to to show us something. Um, kind of fell flat. So it's a team that probably has a lot of work to do in terms of an at large resume. But uh, you know, in a league where you're lacking, you know, good win opportunities. They got a huge one, being Houston, and I think they've they've won uh, they've won a handful. They've won maybe five out of their last six, so they're they're trending up. They're 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 trending up. I mean, that is up, right? That is they, indeed trending up. Yeah, and just out of curiosity, I did pull up uh, Joy Brackets Bracketology, which was last updated on Friday, I believe. We're recording this Sunday morning. Whoa! All right, Joy Brackets getting back to work. Yeah, and. They are not in the field. They are not in the first four out. They are not in the next four out. But I, I think he does are they in the Tuesday. four out after that. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> I think he does like a Tuesday and a Friday. So you know, check check it out Tuesday. See where they're at. Maybe maybe they're in that um, conversation. They they won't be in there. yet. I would not say that the closest thing would be like they're on that bubble list. Right, right, and um, so yeah. Watch out for them. And, you know, my trending up is a similar theme to yours. Um, you know, you talked about SMU beating Houston on, you said Wednesday. Or, yeah, that, was it Wednesday or Thursday? I don't know. Thursday. 
was it Thursday? Because I have it listed as Wednesday here, but I am also stupid. Um, but my trending up also beats Houston since the last time we recorded. And I'm pretty sure we may have already stuck a fork in them. So that's sort of why that might be a little bit why um, they're trending up here. And that is Memphis, who, for all the talk we've had about how they're just this AAU team, well, they got rid of those one of those AAU guys. I mean, not got rid. He's opting out. Is that it? Pull the Coach K. Yeah. He, or Jalen Johnson. It might be something like that. I don't know. Not a lot of details there. But, you know, as of Thursday, January 20th, they had just lost three straight games. They were 9-8, and 3-4 and four in the conference. But ever since then, they have rolled off five straight victories and culminating with the win that would have happened yesterday at Houston on the road against Houston. And so, you know, let's just uh, pull up Joy Joy Brackett here again. They're actually on the first four out as of Friday. They might be in the field the next time. Wow. That he comes with one. That surprises me that they have still that that resume considering their mm-hmm. record is only 14 and 8 and and really their only their 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 only good win aside from that win over Houston is um who did they beat? They beat Alabama uh, early in the that year. Was, and that was yeah. and like Alabama is such a feast or famine team. Like, yeah, I don't know how you how you look at that one. I guess if you're yeah. if you're comparing SMU to Memphis, SMU beat Memphis head to head. They have more wins, but I guess they do not have a win in the non-con similar to as something as good as Alabama. So yep. there's that. And you're right. Memphis has won five in a row. Uh, in their next five, they play. I think they've got SMU coming up. They've got Cincinnati coming up. And games. if you can if you can split those two and then win the other three against kind of the bottom feeder type teams of the American, you know, you stack together, you got a pretty nice looking record all of a sudden. You're looking at maybe like an eighteen and nine or something like that. Yep. And I do and yeah, you're right. They probably are they're probably in the mix. We've seen Memphis at their <clears throat> we've seen what they are capable of against, you know, yesterday against Houston and early in the year against Alabama, when all the pieces are kind of clicking and in order for those pieces to be clicking, you probably do need to take away a few pieces to maximize the rest of your pieces. But I mean, Landers Nolly is a good player. He had a good game. He had a good game yesterday. He's only averaging nine points a game, but he's a guy who's capable of, of popping off and, and giving you 16, 17 a game. Um, Deandre Williams is another guy who's, you know, they've played 22 games. Deandre Williams has only played 15 of them. Landers Nolly's only played 18 of them. So, these guys have, have missed a ton of time. Those two guys, I think, are the are their two most important players. They were the, the catalyst last year when Memphis got hot and went on a run, almost got to the tournament. And I think those guys are going to be the catalyst now. If, if they can go on a run, it's it's because the veteran team, the veteran guys on, a, on an AAU NBA factory team, it's it's the veteran guys who really need to, I think, deliver for them. All right, Vince, who you got for uh, trending down? Houston? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Are they falling victim to the trending up curse? You, you've heard about the Madden curse, the Madden cover curse. Are they falling victim? Thing? I think so. I hate when I have like a, I have like a not a protein shake, but just like a, like a supplement thing here. It's all the crap that's stuck at the bottom. Damn it! Screw you. <laughs> here is my trending down. It is the Indiana Hoosiers. Oh. Down on the Big Ten. Let's let's hear it. 
A little bit. Ever since their win over Purdue. Give me a second here. All right. Indiana beat Purdue on January 20th. <clears throat> Pulled off a huge upset. Since then, they have an 18-point loss to Michigan at home. They beat Penn State, beat Maryland. And in their last three games, 17-point loss to Illinois last week. An 8-point loss to Northwestern, where they had a bunch of guys suspended. And a 15-point loss to Michigan State. Not only are they getting, not only are they losing games. I mean, they're they're two and they're two and four. They're getting rolled. You have a loss to Northwestern where where they had I think five of their five of their players were suspended. Uh, including, yeah, low is the story two starters. That. I don't know what the story was. Was there? There's not a there's not like definitive uh, information coming out on that. So I have no idea. But I mean, I guess you got to think like how stupid do you have to be to get suspended in the middle of the season? Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be really stupid. You got to do something really dumb. So Indiana obviously has some dumb players, um, but they've they've just gotten their asses handed to them in a handful of games here by by some decent teams. I, I don't know. They're they're sixteen and eight. They're going to make the tournament, but I thought this Indiana team would be better. I really did at the yeah. beginning of the season. I just thought this team was going to be a lot better, and they they show you just like a flash every once in a while. And you know we haven't we don't spend as much time talking about Indiana as we have like. You know Alabama and probably Michigan and some of these teams that we thought were that started in a higher spot at the beginning of the year who have kind of disappointed. But I thought Indiana had the capability to be one of those teams that contended for like a top two or three spot in the Big Ten with, with some of their pieces. And, and and they just kind of haven't they just haven't really done that. They're, they're just they're okay. You know they're yeah. they're not bad. But I don't know. They just have games like this where. It doesn't make a lot of sense why they're why they're not a little bit better. And yeah, it's been a rough week. I mean, you get smoked by Michigan State, a Michigan State team that probably could have been in a trending down category because they haven't been playing all that well. Uh, they got right yesterday, yeah. and you get smoked by Illinois last week, a team that you know. I think that's the biggest thing. Maybe is that they're just getting rolled by these other teams that you consider kind of in their weight class. Yeah, it's interesting, um, and. I know you were hyping this team up dating back to last summer um, when we were doing our uh, winners and losers every week, which is different than trending up, trending down, and fork of them. So yeah, they're different. It's not not yeah, very different. Um, this one has a third element to it. Yep. Okay. Um, but spe- specifically, I remember you're talking about you know the duo of Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson, which they've both been you know they've both been very very Fine. good. But the uh, the guard play has has not been up to standard. I mean, Xavier Johnson is averaging ten points per game, but it's on forty percent shooting. Um, and then after that, it's just a mishmash of six, four or five guys that are like six to five points per game at the guard, all at the guard position. I guess Miller cops the forward. Um, so no, like they just haven't been able to get like they haven't had a reliable third score. Is what I'll say. And for a team that expects to go deep in the tournament, I mean, you sort of want that. So, good pick. Now, mine, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with UCLA Bigs. Yeah, good one. Uh, a team who we all thought, rightfully so, would be a national title contender going into the year. And I mean, they were looking good up until you know just a couple weeks ago. Or maybe even just a week ago. Yeah, let me pull up a schedule here. Um, they get that win. 
versus Arizona. They get a couple more after that, and they're sitting at 16-2 and two on the year, 8-1 and one in the conference. And then they go to Arizona. Arizona gets their revenge. Uh, not a bad loss by any means, but then they follow that up by losing to Arizona State in triple overtime. They do get a win on the road against Stanford, but then yesterday they lose against USC on the road. Um, but, you know, that one isn't necessarily bad. That Arizona State, hey, it just it's just an awful loss. And a team who, and like, this isn't not a team that's in any danger of, you know, not being in the tournament or even dropping below, I don't know, they won't drop below a state like a five seed. But right now they are trending down in the sense that they're a three seed in Joey Brackets before yesterday's loss against USC. And so it's going to be interesting to see where they're at after that. Um, yeah, that's my trending down, Biggs. Well, I think, I think <clears throat> for one, UCLA at the beginning of the season, a lot of people had them ranked number two, you know, to Gonzaga. At worst, a lot of team people had them ranked at worst in the top 10, right? They were like two, three, four, five, somewhere in that mix. And I, I think there was, there were some doubters. Then there were some people who thought the doubters were stupid. So they would, they would explain it even, even more. And, you know, no, this UCLA team, you know, that was the, the, all the, all the rhetoric around UCLA was, was the final four run, um, you know, fluky. Was that fluky? Was that just part of a six game stretch where the team was, the team just happened to get hot, and are they actually a top, you know, three team in the country going into this year? Uh, there was definitely reason for optimism, but I think they've revealed themselves to maybe be more of a a a nice team, a good a good team, but not a but not a great team. And now, I don't I don't think you have to be great to win the whole thing this year. I don't think there are great teams, but yeah, I do think I do think there was something fluky about it, and. I think yesterday losing to USC, USC didn't have uh, Isaiah Mobley, and they still ended up losing. You know, yeah. I mean, like they couldn't. I just think sometimes the the offense for UCLA gets a little stuck in the mud. And Johnny uh, Johnny Juzang is not taking the step I thought he would. He, he he's not had play. his tournament run during this season. No, he takes the same kind of shots he did during the tournament. He takes just the stupid pull up like nineteen footers where it's like, what the hell are you doing? Type of shots, and shocking, they're not going in as much. He takes bad shots and they don't go in very much. They get absolutely nothing out of their five-star freshman Peyton Watson. I don't know why we always have to do that. Why do we have to always qualify um, their five-star? Fre- it's five-star freshman Peyton Watson rather than yeah. Just it's Peyton not. Watson. It's not just a freshman. It's a five. Tell everybody that he's a five-star. You know what because I mean? Because he is a highly recruited player, and you expect more out of him. Yeah, they get nothing out of five-star freshman Peyton Watson. Um, I don't think Jaime Hawkes has taken the next step. I think he he's had some stinker kind of games in some of these really high profile matchups. And, and I don't know. It just it just feels like a team that they're they're good, you know. Yep. But but yeah, some of these losses, I I do think they are kind of trending down. They're probably like a four seed if the if the field were to be revealed right now. Yep. And yeah, I I don't like the direction that they've been heading here with with a couple of these with a couple of these just kind of perplexing losses. Yeah. All right. Who you fuck or who are you forking over? <laughs> who is forked at this point? <clears throat> I'm going to say Texas A&M is my stick of forking them. Okay. At one point in the season, this team was 13 and two on January 15th. They beat Missouri to, uh, to cap off a four and start in the sec, including a win over Arkansas, which was, which was viewed as a nice win beat Missouri on January 15th, to go 13 and two. 
Then on Tuesday, they played They played Kentucky, January 19th. They hung tough with that team. They lose 64-58. You're thinking, okay, this is actually one of those losses where it's like maybe Texas A&M actually is legit. And so right? at this point, they're 15-3, and 4-1 and one in a very tough SEC. Yeah, they're thirteen and three in a in a pretty good in a pretty good SEC. They're four and one, six point loss to Kentucky. You're thinking, okay, maybe A and M is for real. Since then, they have gone. Now I'm just going to add on. Right after that, they go to Arkansas and lose by three in over in overtime. Yeah, you're right. They were fifteen and three, and then they lost seven and they've lost eight in a row. So they yeah. were fifteen and two at one point. That Kentucky loss was. Was intriguing. It was a nice loss, losing by six. You thought, okay, solid team, uh, and now they, they they've lost seven more since. So they're fifteen and ten. They're sitting in twelfth in the SEC, and uh, great day for North Carolina yesterday. Walker Kessler just completely. The story was Walker Kessler yesterday. They lost to Auburn he, by seven. Yeah, I saw a graphic on a dozen blocks. He had seven blocks in the first like four minutes of the game. It was absurd. I saw a graphic when I was at the gym. No big deal on the TV um, at the gym, of course. And listing out like the most triple doubles by any player in the SEC. Number one was Shaq with six. And number two, or there's like five or six guys listed at, with two of them. And Walker Kessler is one of them. So congrats to him. You got on a graphic with Shaq. It was a, it was a pretty insane performance. I mean, just the amount of... He look. He just looks so tall. He is. I mean, the dude's well, seven he, feet tall. He looks like he's like seven three out there compared to. I mean, A and M. A and M might just be one of those teams that's not very large. I think their biggest guy is like six seven. But uh, I mean, he just he just tower over everybody, and like they could not figure it out. Like we're just gonna keep throwing this thing up there, and he's just gonna keep volleyballing it back in our face. So speaking, Texas A and M. I think Texas A and M's cooked. Speaking of uh, Walker Kessler being large, that's actually a great segue for me. He is my massive person of the week, so congrats to him. Oh, there we go, massive person yeah. of the week. Yeah, there we go. Um, let's see. I'm going to stick a fork in Mississippi State. Similar, very similar circumstances here, Biggs. Yep. Yeah. Now, and in this case, this is really a poor man's or Texas A and how do I want to say this? A poor man's Texas A and M. Slightly better version of A and M. Yeah. And maybe not yeah. as forked, but pretty yeah, close to just... forked. <laughs> I love how we just say forked. Um, they're 12 and 5 at one point. Actually, let's go back one more 12 and 4 on January 15th, 3 and 1 of the conference after just beating Alabama. Since then, they have lost to Florida, Kentucky, Texas Tech, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU. Not necessarily bad losses. And I think some blowouts in there. They lost to Texas yeah. by like 30. And I think a lot of this could just be chalked up to um, just being a tough conference. You know, having Garrison Brooks on your team. Another win for North Carolina. That's true. Garrison Brooks sucks. <laughs> uh, ACC preseason player of the year from a year ago. That's such a stupid award. Yeah. Let's uh, give out pre- Let's give out a pre- or place player of the year before games even start. That's a good idea. Well, it's just fodder for us to talk about. Yeah. It's basically just who is good that is returning. Yeah. Um, but going back to Joy Brackets here, they are in the next four outs before this loss from – did they lose yesterday? Yeah. They lost yesterday. Lost LSU. LSU. Yeah. Um, definitely tra- – not trying to down. Definitely a fork in them. They cannot get it out. Um, they were wishing it was a spoon, so it didn't hurt as much. 
Or just stick the knife in them, you know, instead of a fork. I mean, the fork has four of those prongs. A knife is just one thing. But it's larger. Yeah. Would you rather have one large thing or four small things? Uh, Maybe we're not the right people to ask. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get a little cynical here with my response. Four small things at a time. What about just one small thing, you know? True. Let's get past this. Anyways, Mm. Mississippi State, they're done. Um, so let's get into some of the other games here. We sort of touched on some of them. Um, I've got a trend. I've got a couple trending ups that I think would be worth mentioning. And I'm not, I do have an honorable mention. Let's see if you say, I'll, I'll just, I'll just throw it out. Yeah. I kind of forgot about this team as my, as a trending up, but, but how can you not have this team? We talked about them last week and I was very dismissive of this team. You said, can this team get into the, get back into the tournament? And I said, sure. Why not? But probably not. They'll have the opportunities to do so. I don't think they're good enough to do it. And that is the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Okay. They are on an absolute tear. Their last three wins are, I had this written down. They just beat Wisconsin yesterday uh, to cap off a a terrific week. Last week, last Saturday, we talked about this. They beat Michigan State. Beat them by about 17, and you're thinking, whoa, that's weird. Michigan State losing to a crappy Rutgers team? Well, since then, Rutgers, they beat Ohio State during the week. And then they upset Wisconsin on Saturday. That's three like top twenty wins in a span of eight days. Uh, Rutgers is all of a sudden now fourteen and nine, or fifteen and nine. They're fifteen and nine, and I think they're back right on the bubble again. They remember they've got a win over Purdue, so that's four like really really high level quad one wins. They have just some really stupid stupid losses in their non conference slate where it's just like I hope that doesn't hold them back, and and I. Some people say the committee doesn't care as much about bad losses. They want to know what you are capable of at your absolute best. If that is truly the, if, if that is kind of the measuring stick, if they are, if they're kind of dismissive of some of the weird perplexing losses, then Rutgers has to be feeling pretty good about, about four wins, like over Purdue, Ohio state, Wisconsin, and Michigan state. And, and that's, and they're, they're, they're clicking right now. And then, yeah, I had an honorable mention trending up of Michigan. And I probably would have put them in if they had beat Ohio State yesterday. Yeah, that would have been massive. Yeah, but they did beat Purdue on, I believe it was that Thursday, by 24 points. Crushed them. Yeah, and so they are creeping up in Joey Brackett's uh, rankings there. They're in, I think they're in the next four out on Friday. So just a team to not completely write off quite yet. And... I think the real winner in that game was actually North Carolina. They get their first quad one win. Actually, now that they lost to Ohio State, I don't know if it's a quad one win anymore. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I guess you, I'm what not. What do you think of the quad system? I don't know. It's it's imperfect. I, I don't know how. I don't know. I mean, it, it's trying to be perfect in an imperfect. Sport. Yeah, I guess I don't know what I don't know what the I don't know what the solution is. You know, right. I, I guess I'm not. I just I'm not really sure what what the fix would be. Parish laid it out well, and so like a quad one wins basically if you if it's a home win it has to be someone in the top thirty of the net. If it's neutral, it has to be in the top fifty of the net, like the other team. Yeah. And if it's a road win, the other team has to be a top seventy in the net. And so if I if I pull up the net rankings, like just to be give a quick example, I don't know what it is. Number one in the net could be Auburn. Number seventy. Five in the net could be someone like UNC Greensboro or something. Yeah, 
something like that. So like if you played um, Auburn on Thursday on the road, beat them, then you played UNC Greensboro on Saturday and beat them, both of those would be quad one wins, and both of them are very different. So I don't know. I don't know what I think about it, but I think it, it it's an okay measuring stick and. I think if but the I think if I'm the more of an eye test guy. I'm more of an eye test guy, I guess. I, I, I like both. I mean, I, I do think it's silly to just be like they're four and one in the net or four and one in quad one. It's like, well, can we look at those four wins? Because yeah, if we've beaten Auburn and UNC Greensboro, and then a quad two win is like a is a neutral court win over, you know, uh, a team that's better than UNC Greensboro. Maybe we look at that quad two win as as a little better. So I, I don't think you can just make big sweeping kind of. Quad one wins, they're in. You know, I, I do think – I think you measure that a little bit, obviously. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's the end of the world. I'm trying to find – here's another team that uh, I have is in my in my training up category, and I'm sure you're, you're, you've just been, been dying to talk about this one. Uh, your favorite team, the team that you proclaimed you are now a fan of. Um, I don't know. The, the Who's. The Virginia Cavaliers. Oh, they are no, now sixteen no, and nine. Way. I don't they're, know how they're this not, can't be on the bubble. They're not on Joey Brackets yet, so whatever. They've won four games in a row. They beat Duke, which we this is a great segue. Let's talk about that game. Um Virginia beat Duke. Let's well they've won they've won they've won four games in a row, including they might have broken Miami. I mean Miami was like at the at the top of the ACC. Um, which speaking of which, who is at the top of the ACC? I alluded to this in the intro. Duke. It's it no. Are you being sarcastic? Are no, they actually? They're at they're at number one. They're eleven and three. Uh, in the did, league. That, did that change? I don't know. I mean, Notre Dame's eleven and three as well. I guess so. Yeah, but Duke I, smoked them. So oh, okay, <laughs> they got the tiebreaker. That's why. So this yeah. I was thinking about this like a day ago. Um, but oh, Notre Dame is a team like I, I was looking at this on like Thursday. I was surprised to see them at the top because I would have thought you know Duke probably, but. Okay, if not them, who? Who? And the next two I'd go to would be Miami or Wake Forest, because they've got some you know bigger wins. And no, Notre Dame at that time. Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. But I think Virginia at sixteen and nine. I mean, you knock off Duke. Um, their next. Uh, let's see their their remaining schedule: Vautech, Miami, Duke, Florida State, Louisville. Can you go four? And, can you go four and one? Twenty and ten? Does that get you in the tournament? I don't know. Yeah. The ACC is trash. So, you know, it's hard to say. What did how many game, how many teams did I project would be? Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna bring. I was gonna. We do made a, a little, bet about. I was gonna. We have two that are in this theme, and um, I was actually gonna do an update on the show on all our bets. So let's do that quick. The first one we had, I said Oregon State ahead of Utah and Washington State in the regular season. That's not gonna happen. I looked a few days ago. Oregon State had one win in the conference. Yeah, Utah's not doing a whole lot better, but I do think they are ahead of them. What? But. Washington, Washington State, State is, is like in like fourth. Yeah, so that one you're going to win. Wisconsin not making the tournaments is my other one that I was very short sighted of me. Um, you're you're right. Like you can never count out Wisconsin ever, no matter what. No, no, you can't. It's true. Yeah, they're they're very Houston-y. Where I, remember what I talked about with Houston last week? They just plug guys into certain points per game categories. I think you've got that flip flopped. I think Houston is actually very Wisconsin. Wisconsin-y. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Um, but the two ACC related ones, um, we talked about who like the record for AC like second place in the ACC. Um, I said fourteen and six. You said twelve and eight, and I think like the middle of that is just a push. 
Um, currently, Notre Dame would fit that bill for second place. They're eleven and three, so if they have, they'd have six more conference games. So they'd have to go three and three for me to win that one. Or or Duke. One of those two teams would have to go three and three. Or Miami, North Carolina would have to go four and two. Um, what was like, it? Twelve, right? Four oh fourteen. Yeah, I said fourteen wins. You said twelve wins. And then okay. I can only I can only assume thirteen would be a push. Yeah, someone's getting fourteen wins. Yeah, I do think so. I mean, Carolina's got Carolina's got six more games. They're probably going to go four and two. Yep. Wake Forest has five more games. They could very easily go four and one. Virginia could go four and one. Yep. So, yeah, I think you're looking at probably like, you know, Duke's probably going to be like sixteen and four, and then there's like five other teams that could potentially do it. I think at least two of them will do it. Yep. No, um, the, the tournament number one. I picked over one. over three and a half. Okay, so three. So Duke's probably in, and then Notre Dame I, at this point is like somewhat safely, and they're probably like a nine or a ten seed. I think there's and, probably four, I think there's five teams that are like tournament, like in the bubble conversation, or I think better. there's six. I think there's no. I'm Duke, saying aside from Duke, Duke's automatically in because okay, of Duke. gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah. the other five, you need you need at least you need three out of five of Notre Dame, yeah. Miami, Carolina, Wake Forest, and Virginia. Yep. Yeah, probably. That's I think probably I'm, getting, I think I'm getting that one too. Three are probably going to get in. I'm trying to think. Let's see what Notre Dame's remaining schedule looks like. They have got. Boston College, that's a win. Wake Forest, that's probably a win. Syracuse is a win. Georgia Tech, yeah. Wow, Notre Dame, uh, boy, the ACC sucks. And Notre Dame basically plays all the bottom teams except for I Wake thought about Forest. putting them trending up. I don't know why, but just because I, I don't think we expected anything out of them this year. Notre Dame? Yeah. And I then, thought you liked them going into the year. Did I? That was so long ago. That's true. Well, they got absolutely pummeled by, uh, by Duke a couple weeks ago. Since then they've since then they've done they've done well, but yeah. gosh, I mean, what an odd league in terms of like some of these teams though, man. Like Louisville's terrible, Florida State's terrible, Syracuse is terrible. Like NC State isn't usually this bad; they're really bad. Yeah, well, yesterday you know North Carolina and Florida State played, and I was running some errands, so I missed like the first fifteen minutes of the game. But I do I checked it on my phone probably like eight minutes of game time in, and I see it's like 15-0. I was like, okay. I should continue to not watch this team live. Yeah, it was 24-1 at one point, I think. Yeah. It was insane. It was a – I didn't recognize that Florida State team. I'll just put it that way. I didn't recognize either team, actually. I haven't seen North, I haven't seen North Carolina ever look that good. <laughs> Wasn't there a story last week about one of the guys from Florida State? Like, with all their injuries, they've had to – Guys, basically, they didn't have like a walk on who had like a very good game last Saturday. Really, I think I saw a story about that like a walk on who had a very good game. Yikes, yeah, I believe um, it. Um, let's see here. Any other big games to get to? I know Texas beat Kansas by, I believe it was by three on Monday after we recorded. Yeah, we've got a little, we've got a little weird kind of Big 12 wheel there with, I mean, Texas beats Kansas, Baylor destroys Texas. You know, I believe after we did the ACC parody thing, I believe I looked up the Big 12, and at that point, it already had the parody wheel. So congrats to the Big 12. 
we might be going, yeah, you, where it's the, the double thing. We might be getting, we might be closing in on that kind of deal. Yeah, should really look into that. Um, a couple other Big 12 teams, I feel like, that are kind of, I don't think there's really much to talk about when it comes to Texas or Kansas or Baylor. I, I would have said before, at, at like 10.55 a.m. yesterday, if you would have asked me how you feel about Texas, I would have said, you know, I think Texas is actually looking pretty good. They're in good shape here. Uh, this team might be trending up towards like, you know, they crazy as it sounds, they might be getting into that like four to five seed line mix now. Yeah, They're probably somewhere still in there. Um, closer to five, I'm guessing, but, uh, they got, they got trucked by Baylor. So that was, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I guess Baylor, Baylor's good. I oh, Baylor, Baylor did lose, uh, your guy double T. Uh, Chama Chachua. That's okay. Yeah. Went down with a non-contact knee injury. That could be, uh, I don't tell me that as much as I like him, I'm inclined to think that's actually not a huge deal. I think they'll just end back. up playing that Sohan more. Who's a stud. Who's their Who's their uh, enforcer in the middle? I feel like Chama Chachwa is like similar to like a hockey enforcer. Yeah. Well, who's the other big guy they got? They got Flotamba still. True. And he starts, so he, I mean, he's a nice player. Um. What, 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 there were a couple of Big Twelve teams though that I was like, you know, I'm curious to see if not, I like, not in a great place. How, how, how many times in the Big Twelve conference schedule has a team gone two and zero in a week? I feel like it just doesn't happen. Yeah, outside of like Kansas and Baylor and maybe like Texas Tech, it probably doesn't happen much. You're right. Those no. are very top teams. Well, because even this week, you know, Texas beats Kansas and then they lose to Baylor. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to – where was the – where was it? West Virginia, they're in a bad place. I think we can stick a fork in them. Okay. If we hadn't already stuck a fork in West Virginia, I think we can officially do that. I believe they have lost nine in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Are they 13 and 11 now? I'm trying to find West Virginia on my thing here, and I can't. So take my word for it. They're bad. They got killed by Oklahoma State last night. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're just they're, – they're in a rough spot. They've, they've gotten – they've been blown out a bunch. They're 14 and 10. They're ninth in the Big 12. They got killed by Kansas, lost to Baylor, lost to Texas Tech, lost to Oklahoma – Lost to Arkansas, Baylor, Texas Tech. They beat Iowa State, and they got crushed by Oklahoma State. That's in the last month. So yeah. one and nine with a bunch of blowout losses. Stick a fork in them. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's move over to Tuesday. There's a big game Tuesday night. Arkansas gets a win over Auburn, and they they must have been flying high after receiving your trending up from a week ago. And Auburn got court stormed on. I don't know if you saw the end of that game. Did you? I can't remember who it was in Arkansas, but he has a breakaway. They are they already won the game. He has a breakaway. He does like a little bounce alley oop to himself. Dunks it. Hangs on. He like his momentum takes him forward and he like swings back onto the court and over top of one of the Auburn guys who is like sort of trailing him. It's sort of cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was KD Johnson, and then KD Johnson was like gonna like rush the guy and like go kick his ass, but then. The court all, the fan, all, all the fans were there, yeah. The court storm almost got in the way and like <laughs> didn't, didn't allow it. So, yeah, that was uh, that was something. You're an anti court storm guy, though, aren't you? I think I am. Yeah. You hate fun. I hate fun. I'm just yeah. yelling at clouds. I see a court storm. I immediately go outside. I find a cloud and I yell at it. Yeah. So, you have the the massive man of the week. Mine is the Katie Johnson shot attempts to. Assist totals stats of the week. Or and the season. You you texted me a season total the other day. Yeah. 
It was jarring. What was it, like 400 shot attempts and like 40 assists? 40 assists, yeah. <laughs> no, there's no way he even has that many assists this year, does he? I think it's something like that, though. It was something insane. Like, wow. Uh, he had 11 points, 11 shot attempts, and three assists. That's actually a decent – that's actually a really, really unselfish ratio. Three assists to 11 shots. Yeah, well, go back to that Auburn game, though. Seven field goal attempts, made one of them, one assist. Yeah, seven to one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. On his career, he has 419 shot attempts, 53 assists now. That's the that's the counter for Katie Johnson right now. These are the updates I need, Biggs. Do with that what you'd like. Let's move on with our lives. All right. Um, let's see. Let's get into some Big 12 games here, and I'll just throw a few at you. You can pick any of that you want to talk to. Purdue beats Illinois, but then falls to Michigan. We sort of talked about that. Then Wisconsin beats Michigan State. You already talked about Rutgers over Ohio State. We don't have to talk about that one. Um, I think there's something with conferences that say big and teams can't go 2-0 and in the week. The Big East, the Big Ten, the Big 12. There's something about that. There might there might be. It, well, it's just it's it's big in these leagues. Small teams don't win. Neither, well, neither all do teams are big, so they neither just beat do up big on teams. each other. Yeah. Let's get stats and info on that. You know, I would say this. Illinois um, – if, if there's one thing to really touch on with Illinois, it's that they really better hope they don't play Purdue in the in the NCAA tournament because that's a team that they just absolutely can't beat. They're but at the same time, at the same time, they're so vulnerable because they they're because of how bad their defense is. Yeah, but but they dominate against Illinois. Per, the, Illinois cannot beat Purdue. Coffee Cochran cannot just bully the Purdue big guys. Have and they so, beat them twice this year? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, they're ten and three it's, in the it, conference, it, and they're they've they're zero and two against Purdue. They're ten and one against everybody else not named Purdue in the Big Ten. It's tough to beat a team three times though, Biggs. That's what, that is what they say. That it's is one football, of yeah. that is one of the old adages. And actually, you know, now that I say that, I feel like it's maybe a lazy take because uh, Coffee did have eighteen points on twelve shots against Purdue the other night. They gave up eighty four well, points though. So. Well, if there's anyone who could slow down, you know, the Purdue big man duo, it's coffee. It's a little Cockburn action. A little, little bit of Cockburn goes a long way. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you, I'm just like, I'm at the point in the season here where like, we just, we have to keep coming up with every time Purdue loses, it's what's wrong with Purdue. Well, I did look up the Ken Palm right before this. They're 126th in defensive efficiency. That's horrendous. That's, yeah. That's that's absolutely horrendous. It's not good enough. And uh, it's probably going to bite them in the ass a round or two earlier than it should. Yeah. All right. Any other games you want to get to here? No, I don't think so. Not that I can really think of. You know what that means? Is it time? <laughs> it's, it's time. Actually, I want to touch on one thing. So okay. I heard the stat the other day, and I'm just going to co-opt it a bit. And I might have these stats backwards. But in the Ken Palm era, era which dates back, I think, to 97. Oh, I do like the Ken Palm era. <clears throat> um, era are we, we're living in the social media slash Ken Palm era, where we just analyze stats. I love it. Analytics. All of it. I'm also an eye test guy, though. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, since 97, there's only been one team or one national title team that finished outside the top 40 in offensive efficiency and 25th in defensive efficiency. 
That was the Napier Boatwright UConn team. And I looked it up this morning. There's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 teams currently that fit that criteria. And again, I might have us completely swapped. I'm not sure. And I'm not going to go through those 12. But on the outside looking in, there's some interesting teams here that when you come, when it comes to tournament time and you're filling out the brackets, maybe uh, have these teams on upset alerts. Purdue, I don't know what they are offensively. They're probably pretty high, but you know, like I said, 126 in defensive. Ohio State is 104th in defensive efficiency, but in the top uh, top 40 of offense. Bama 67th in defensive. UConn is 40th in defensive, and Michigan State is 42nd in defensive. Which it's interesting that all five of those noteworthy teams that are on the outside looking in, like the the one criteria they don't fit is defensive. That really surprises me, especially about UConn and Michigan State, because I don't think either of those teams are particularly good offensively. I would have said the reason those teams win is because they play good defense. Um, that surprises me that those two teams are both as bad as they are defensively. Yeah. So just something I thought of, I wanted to check out. Um, Which of those teams do you trust the most to go deep? I would say Purdue, because they are very good offensively. Like. I'm looking at two teams. I'm looking at Purdue and Bama. And Bama could, you know, match Purdue offensively, but according to this, they are much better defensively. So I'd go Bama. I mean, I can't quit UConn for some reason. I, I have a feeling UConn I know their defensive efficiency isn't that high. I could see that team just being an absolute pain to play against though in the tournament because of their size. What's their offensive I've been curious what their offensive efficiency is. Oh, uh, let me pull up the camp bomb. KenPomeroy.com. You're saying UConn? Yeah, Connecticut. 24th in offense, 40th in defense. Yeah, and then Purdue is, you know, Purdue's first in offensive. Um, let's see. What's the luck? What, what do they put in the luck rating? Like, does he look at, like, uh, like these 50-50 balls or something or possession arrow and how, how often you get it? I don't know. Providence dominates that metric, though. I'm pretty sure they're first in that. Yep. By quite a bit, actually. Where is Providence? Does he really not have Providence as a top 14? Did I miss Providence? Where are they? No way he doesn't have Providence as a top. He has Providence 48. 48. Oh my gosh. Wow. They really are quite lucky. Yeah. I don't know what that luck factor means. I'm wondering if it's – I mean, obviously, the, all the talk about Providence is that when they beat UConn, it was when UConn didn't have Adama Sinogo. And but when they beat Wisconsin, it was when they didn't have Davis. And like, How do you put a number on someone being out of the game, though? So I, I don't think it's that either. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Percent percent of like opposing teams' production not eligible to players? I, I have no idea. That seems like my brain can only – Like, this is where – like. I can understand what offensive and defensive efficiency is, um, or even tempo. But once I get to that luck column, which is like the fourth column over, I'm just lost. Yeah, I'm like the uh, I start to I'm like the meme of the guy from uh, from the Hangover, where it's just like all the numbers, and I'm like trying to, yes. trying to like think about it. I'm just like hold on, oh <laughs> that or the uh, or the graphic where it's like the it's like the it's like the human, but it's like showing like the brain and it's like, it's like a small little thing where it's like the headache is like this tiny little yellow dot in the middle of their head. 
And then by the end of it, it's like something that's massive. And it's like, just like a fucking supernova coming out of their head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that one right now. I'm just like, hold on. What is luck? Offensive efficiency, small headache. Defensive efficiency, starting to take up more of my head. Luck. <sighs> you know, I just screwed. I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and say the 12 teams that do fit those criteria. So these are the only 12 teams that can win the national title this year at this point. Okay. Gonzaga, Kentucky, Villanova. That one surprised me a little bit. Baylor, Arizona, Duke, Houston, Auburn, UCLA, Illinois, Tennessee, and Texas. All right. Those are the 12 teams. Yes. So when you fill out your bracket, you only pick like pick four of those teams for the Final Four. Uh, pick eight of those for the Elite Eight. All 12 of them in the Sweet 16. God, I hope Duke loses. Thank God. Yeah, me too. All right, let's get to the schedule. It is Sunday morning, we as normal, because we like to get at you early, unlike any other podcast. Um, speaking of which, I need to give John Verostein the fraud title of the week. Every week on his podcast, he says he's the only podcast that goes 52 weeks out of the year. Have we taken any weeks off? No. No. Okay, maybe maybe a couple last summer. I'm not maybe. Sure. Yeah. But those don't really count. But I believe Titus and Tate go every week, so... Rothstein, fraudulent. It's just what? spreading fake news. More like John Fraudstein. <laughs> you know what his, uh, that's good. That's really good. You know his uh, his tweet that just goes, it spreads? Yeah. Um, it spreads propaganda. <laughs> He's spreading fake news. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's see, Sunday at 11, UConn at St. John's, Maryland at Purdue at noon. There's not much else outside of that. No, there's some other game on Sunday evening that's probably... I, I do we'll see, see Colorado State-Boise State at 3. That could be a good one. Yeah. Could be an interesting little Mountain West uh, bout. You watching the Super Bowl? You know, I actually have that as the very last thing on my show notes here, so you should let me get to it, but whatever. We can go there. No, What's your prediction? Uh, My prediction is... Actually, let, let's go based off the spread. What's the spread right now? Oh, Rams, Bengals. Spread. I'm going to say Rams minus four and a half. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, four. Four. I would go, you know, I'd go Bengals. I could see it being like a game-winning field goal type game. Ooh, you know, their, their kicker their kicker does have, like, cojones. Like, he's the kid who needs, like, a wheelbarrow to carry his balls around. So, yeah, 27-24 Rams, my official prediction. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're going Bengals to cover the spread, but Rams to win. That is correct. All right, I'm going to say Rams 31, Bengals 20. Okay. Double-digit game, wow. Um, Let's see here. Let's go over to Monday. I'm not seeing that. You didn't tell me if you're watching the game or not. Yes, I, well, did, I just thought of something. Did we break a rule? What's the thing where... You, you can't say the word super. What's that deal with that rule? There's a rule yeah. where you can't say Super Bowl. Something like that, and like that's why when you hear on podcasts, you hear a lot of people say the big game. The big game. Yeah. But the big game is probably college basketball games. That's true. Oh, I see what you're saying, but I mean that's obviously why the last game of today is at three. You know, we get done right in time for the Super Bowl. Yep. Are you watching the game? Yeah, I'm going over to uh, to my wife's uh, brother's house. Nice. 
Gonna get some buffalo chicken dip. Very excited. Oh shit. Very excited. I know I got Costco pulled pork. I'm gonna toss in the crock pot at some point. Oh, right. that sounds nice. Might have new chips and dip too. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, like any. Uh, you're not allowed to track calories today for anyone out there. So just don't. Yeah, I might even have a pop today. I said it. Holy shit! Might do it. Uh, let's see Monday. There's not much. No, it's a pretty pretty light Monday as well. Well, it's the kind of the Super Bowl hangover. Isn't there a thing where like that's kind of the uh, a day where like people are kind of like take take off of work a lot because of the Super Bowl, which is which is crazy to me. But I also kind of like it. Like I I can understand taking it off if your team loses. Who wants to go into work after that? Or if your team won. That too. Let's see. Yeah, nothing Monday. Uh, Tuesday. Wake Forest Duke. That could be okay. Texas Oklahoma. Villanova Providence, that might be the uh, good one from that. Yeah, Villanova Providence is probably the best one. Memphis Cincinnati, I don't know. I, I we still yeah. consider Memphis. Memphis is in the mix. Cincinnati beat them early in the year, if I'm not mistaken. But addition by subtraction with uh, the Amani Bates situation. Let's see, Kentucky at Tennessee. Can Tennessee actually have a good game? Because boy, they uh, they gave up over a hundred last time they played Kentucky. Kentucky, every time I watch them, they just look better and better. It's like, oh my god! Every time Kellen Grady gets a ball, every every time he takes a shot, I'm like, that's going in. And for some reason, every time he seems to take a, a wide open three, it's to cap off like a 12-0 run. And it's like yep. the tidal wave is just on. It's like yep. it's amazing how often that guy finds the ball finds him when Kentucky is just like on a roll, and it's like the rim is like four times the size of what it usually is. It's it's insane. They're so good. I see. Wisconsin at Indiana. I feel like Indi- you gave Indiana some bulletin board material here, Biggs. So yeah, I did. I put it on them. Maybe this is maybe this is a game where Indiana stands up. Yeah, and I just imagine there's going to be a picture of your face in the locker room with a bunch of darts drawn like through through your face. I'll, I'll be that for them. I'll be that yeah. for them. Um, I am curious though. Back to that Kentucky thing. Ty Ty Washington again got fucking hurt. I'm getting tired of that. All these Kentucky guys keep getting injured. Can we can we stop getting hurt? I don't know. Trending down. What the hell We're are we trending doing? Up, trending up Kentucky injuries. I mean, if Tyrone Washington Jr. is injured, that hurts Kentucky. Big time. Yeah. So we'll see. What's uh what's the status? Do you do you know what it was? I'm looking it up. It, it was a it was a lower leg injury. Someone like ran into his lower leg, which is always one of those really scary things where the leg starts kind of bending. You know, ways that it's not supposed to. Um, no, I don't really have anything. The last thing was 15 uh, hours ago. John Calipari updates status left, of left ankle, Washington's lower leg injury. Left ankle injury. Um, or no, that's Toppin. Where's Ty Ty? Yeah, there's there's not much. He he left the game early. Didn't oh, yeah, come no, back. It is an it is an ankle injury. Yep. Yeah. So I guess maybe he can't go. That would uh, that would certainly impact things, make yeah. life a little easier for Tennessee. Plus, it's in Knoxville, so I could see that one being an interesting game. Probably Jimmy Dykes will probably be on the call. Uh, let's see, Utah State, San Diego State to cap off the night there. Yeah, a little evening action. That's a, of course Brandon at T. You know, is another one putting the uh, putting the undefeated freshman B team record on the line again. Yep. Dude. So. We, uh, uh, we had a great yeah. week last week beating Washington and Lincoln. Illinois Rutgers on Wednesday. We're into Wednesday now, by the way. Oh. Um, 
another team with some bulletin board material, Mississippi State goes to Bama. I think if Rutgers gets that win over Illinois, they are in the tournament. Oh, here's the game of the Knights for Wednesday. You ready for this? UMass Lowell versus NJIT. Baylor at Texas Tech. Ooh, sign me up for that. Yep. Yeah, that could be a good one. Definitely be a good one there. And now that I say definitely, like, Texas Tech. It'll be terrible. Win by 20. <clears throat> God, I wish Gonzaga was like – I wish they could just play in some non-conference games once in a while because – I feel like even last they, night they played St. Mary's and just absolutely smoked them. And it's just like, God, they're just so much better than all of these teams. They should be like the Notre Dame, like Notre Dame is in football where they're just not affiliated with the conference. Yeah. Yeah. Go play, just, go play Kentucky right now. I'd love to see yeah, that, you know, yeah. but then they wouldn't get that automatic bid ever. So that sucks. Yeah. True. <clears throat> um, Thursday's sort of a, not very meaty. What a weird week. I know. It's like a Super Bowl hangover week with all these games. Kind of is, which to be honest with you, I'm not upset about because I am going to Mexico on th- on Friday. So. Are you now? Yeah. Wait, so when do you get back? Are we going to be able to record on Sunday? No, we will not be able to record on Sunday. Oh, we might boy. have to record on like Wednesday of this week or maybe like, okay. I don't know, we'll so have how, to record how, probably how on like that, the Wednesday of next week or Tuesday of next week. On our production meeting, um, when do you get back from Mexico? I believe we fly back on, let's see, we're flying there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I believe we come back either Monday night. I think we fly back Tuesday, we fly back Tuesday morning. So I think we're there four full days. Okay. Basically. Well, we'll figure something out. Because I'm, I'm, I'm out, I'm, I'm missing school that Tuesday. But see, it's a four-day weekend because we don't have because of President's Day. Oh, that's we don't have right. school. We don't have school Friday or Monday. So I'm like, I'm taking a. And of course, I tell my wife, I'm like, "Yep, I get four days off," and she's like, "Perfect, take another one off." And I'm just like, "God, it's just so her." Like, you know, you you get four days off, but why not take five? Uh, yeah, and uh, we gotta we gotta get this schedule here. My uh, the GF just opened up the door and did like the watch pointy thing. So we like gotta... move your butt. Yeah, exactly. See, mine's um, still in bed. You know, you're lucky. Well, my wife is still in bed. My girlfriend's probably up right now. <laughs> Friday, I don't really see much. Do you? Friday is usually a pretty slow evening as well. Yep. Richmond VCU. Uh, oh, VCU's not any good, so I need to get that out of my head. Um, yeah, you know it's a slow night when they're actually not putting power conference games on. Um, Wright State at Oakland is on ESPN two. I'm curious if you Wright State's usually good, right? Oakland seven and seventeen and eight, second in the horizon. Okay, so that's a squad, and Wright State is. 15-11, third in the horizon. So the second and third best teams in the horizon league. Uh, you want to get a look at maybe potential tournament teams. You throw out the record books when those two teams play. Yeah, check check those ones out. Yeah. All right, let's get into Saturday here. We got Xavier, UConn at 11. We've got Texas Tech, Texas. Chris Beard can get revenge on Texas Tech getting revenge on Chris Beard. I think they will, too. You think so? I think he they, will they, avenge himself. Okay. Bama Not often you get a chance to, to get revenge on someone who revenged you. Right. I think he'll avenge his own death. Yeah, it's like that one uh, Superman movie when that happened. Um, Bama, Bama Kentucky. Superman? I'm just trying to beat you right now. Oh. Sorry <laughs> I watch movies. <laughs> Speaking of movies, we watched Office Space yesterday. One of her coworkers basically handed it to her and was like, you have to watch this. Okay. Don't watch it. 
Not that good, huh? No, it, it was stupid. Huh. Yeah. Sometimes stupid movies are funny, though. It, it had its moments. It, like that's the that's the meme where it's it's like the guy standing next to the cubicle, and it's like it would be great if this would happen, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, and, I, and, I know some of the characters. I haven't seen and, the movie, but and, and you you see why in the movie because he says it over and over. He also says okay, okay, yep. Um, but all in all, it sucked. Not great. All right, thumbs yeah. down. That was movie reviews with Pixel Smalls. Uh, we got Illinois, Michigan State in the afternoon. Yeah, Saturday's pretty pretty meaty here. Yeah, sign me up for Illinois, Michigan State. That one could be good. Um, St. Louis at Davidson. Davidson, I believe, is number one in the A10. St. Louis is right up there <laughs> at the top. Uh, Tennessee at Arkansas. I'm assuming that'll be on maybe one of those, like like, like Fox or something. I guess I don't know. Oregon, Arizona as a nightcap. Yeah, Oregon though. Um, they're, they're turning out of it. They got they're gonna take a stupid loss to Cal. I mean that yeah that hurts, man. Like that's a really dumb loss. Why are you losing that game? Yeah, not good for them. No, so they uh, they need they need another big one. I think they need to beat Arizona here. That's the U. Um and yeah, that's the games for this week. You got anything? Get yeah, blah blah. You got anything else, Biggs? I do not. Nope. I think that was a high quality pod. Yeah, like I liked having the trending up, down, and fork at the beginning. Yep. Um, really got us off to a good start. I think so too. I feel like next week we should also recap that Duke losing to Virginia game a little more. Really get into why it happened. Um, so look forward to that. We got to be careful with the amount of Duke coverage though, because if we if we give him too much, Coach K might just come back. Ah, shit, you're right. He might do like a you know like the like the country will start chanting like Scotty doesn't know. And then Coach K will be like, all right, encore. Perfect. All right, let's get out of here. Bye.